The purpose of Wealth Talk is to educate, inform, and hopefully entertain you on the subject of building your wealth. Wealth Builders recommends you should always take independent financial, tax, or legal advice before making any decisions around your finances. Welcome to episode 58 of Wealth Talk. My name's Christian Rodwell, the Membership Director for Wealth Builders, and I'm joined today by our founder, Mr. Kevin Whelan. Hi, Kevin. Hello, Chris. The weeks are slipping by, surprisingly. You know, I thought it would be rather mundane with the merge days and the Tuesdays and the, you know, all the days kind of merging together in a strange, anomalous way, but or homogenous way. But actually, we're zipping through these days, aren't we, really? Yeah, yeah. Picking up membership uh, group are keeping us extraordinarily busy. I'm loving it. Well, we had a fantastic call with our new members last night, month one review. And yes, you're right. The energy is fantastic. So I really, really enjoying working with all of our new, all of our Seven Steps to Wealth members. And um, today we're talking about IP once again, Kevin, um, specifically around writing a book and how that can support your business. Well, yes, we are the erudite few, Chris, I suppose. You've written a book, I've written three, so that's good news. But the issue about everybody says, you know, it's a, it's an old cliche, isn't it? There's a good book in everyone. And I think there is. And I think the whole idea of IP, intellectual property, everything great starts in the brain and then gets transferred into some kind of action. And a book is just no different. However, most people struggle with the process and kind of, you know, get overwhelmed, a bit like wealth building, really. And I think what we're discovering is there's, like wealth building can be a step-by-step process, then creating, capturing, distributing your IP is actually quite a scientific process too, Chris, isn't it? And, uh, you know, once you follow it, it's you can actually get into a groove of creating IP and getting some value from it. Yeah. And regardless of what pillar it is or what strategy, you always need to turn the wheel. And nonetheless, with a book, you you need to understand a process for writing the book. So that's some education around that, that you need some support from someone who's written a book before, connection, um, you know, not so much the due diligence, I guess, um, not as important, uh, perhaps. I, I'm not, I'm not going to let you off that one. Um, you know, it's, we heard from our podcast last week, didn't we? which was our IP lawyer. And um, I can tell you, you know, there are many situations where, you know, you can write a book and, um, you know, you can still be, uh, you can still be in difficulty because you're writing something. And then uh, what, let's say you, you know, you, you, you ghostwrite something and then you haven't properly claimed your intellectual rights. And then you create a course, but you don't have the legal right to do that because, your publisher had the legal rights to that. So you, you, the due diligence on publishing is really important. But look, let's not get into the dirty detail of, of, of all that sort of stuff. I think the key lesson about IP that I would share, Chris, is for the most part, the purpose of capturing your IP is not to be a best-selling author in the sense of J.K. Rowling or Hilary Mantel or anybody like that. The purpose of a book Think of the word author. The the stem of that word leads to the word authority. So the whole essence of creating a book is to reinforce your authority as an expert in your field. And in that field, you then determining how you're going to create value for others. 
And that's usually in the form of a business, whether that business is speaking on stage, whether that's in the form of being a coach, a mentor or a guide, whether you create courses of which the book is a part or a lead magnet for that, or any other reason why you'd want to do that to, again, to reinforce credibility because your business demands that you have that authority to be able to you know, act as a guide, act as a leader, act in some way that turns your IP or your take on something so you don't have to create the IP. You could just have a take on somebody else's and you can create value for others. So I think we've got a great guest today who's written more books than you and I put together, um, Karen, and uh, she not only writes books but going through her own process She's created a step-by-step methodology to do it. And I think that's just brilliant. And uh, maybe be a good idea to zoom on over and see what she's got to say about it. Absolutely. So let's head on over and hear from our guest today, Karen Williams. So Karen, welcome to Wealth Talk. Thank you for inviting me, Chris. It's lovely to be here. Yeah, good to have you on today. Really looking forward to our discussion. And this is all around how to write a book that builds your wealth and builds mm-hmm. your business. So um, why don't you give us a little bit of introduction as to how you got into this, please? Yeah, well, I started out in business in 2006. I trained as a coach um, and that was what I did for a few years. And I accidentally wrote my first book in 2009, as you do. Um, and you could say everything um, evolved, everything developed from there. Um, my first book, it put me and my business on the map. I've written six of my own now and I've been book mentoring business authors since 2014. So it's been a hell of a journey um, and I love every moment of it because I think so many people have got information in their head. They need to get it out. They want to get it out in the best way. And writing a book is a brilliant way of doing it. It is, isn't it? And uh, we hear so many people who have that book idea and they never do get it out. So, um, you know, what Try and convince those people listening right now then, Karen, what the benefits are, why they really should get that book written. I find with clients, there are kind of two types of benefits. There are the the benefits they hope for. So the raised credibility, the maybe more speaking engagements, getting clients, reaching more people. But I also find there's unexpected benefits that people don't really think about when they start writing. So things like the process of getting everything out of your head and onto paper really helps you to clarify your message Um, what you're good at, it builds confidence, and it leads to so many opportunities. And one of the things I I tell people to do is to talk about your book from the moment you start to write it. And actually in doing that, you can build your wealth, you can build your business before your book is published, which is kind of the secret, I believe, that a lot of people like me are missing because a lot of people write a book, they launch the book, and then they think, oh my God, I've got to sell it. But actually when you start right from the very beginning, for me, that's the most important part of it. Yeah. And, um, you know, a book in itself um, Mm -hmm. may not make you wealthy just from the sales. So where does that kind of bigger benefit come? Where do you see people actually being able to grow their business as a result of the book? Yeah, you're right. You know, a book itself, if you're selling a book for $14.99 on Amazon and you're getting maybe, you know, a few pence, you know, a few pounds per book, you're not going to make money from writing a book unless you're incredibly successful. Um, But what I find with many of my clients, it's the raised credibility. It's being paid to do speaking engagements. It's the product that launches off the back of the book. It's the raised credibility that can, um, you know, maybe get them invited onto podcast interviews and get in front of more people. It's the sponsorship, the crowdfunding. Um, I, I identified in my last book, actually, 17 different ways that people can 
build money from a book. So um, that's quite an exciting thing to think about. So the book itself won't make you money, but when it's totally aligned to your business and when you know exactly what um, it's going to do for you and do for other people. And that's I think that's the most important thing I want to mention is, is alignment is so, so important when it comes to the book. If you write a book on any topic um, and it doesn't hit the mark, it's not going to be successful. So there's a lot of things that I teach clients around success in actually making sure that the book is totally the right book for the business rather than the wrong book, which obviously is just going to flop and, and not do anything at all. Mm. So who should write a book then, Karen? And, and when is the right time to write a book, would you say? It's never the right time. <laughs> I will say that. Um, who should write a book? Um, the, my main clients have are running a business which is a service so they're a coach they're a consultant they're a therapist they're a trainer they're um, a mentor and they tend to be providing something that's intangible to clients so they might be um you know an accountant they might be a, a you know a business coach um all of those types of people and they get to a stage where people have told them they need to write a book and they've done nothing about it they realize that they want to reach more people and it's a great way of leveraging what they know um, and that's really when people reach that tipping point. And, and some people, they, they get to the stage where something happens in their life and, you know, they have a big birthday, they have a bereavement, they have a, you know, a breakup or something. And then they realize that they have to finally get their message out there. But I'll be honest with you. So many people have told me I've been thinking about writing a book for years and then suddenly, you know, the switch is, is, is clicked and they make that decision. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I've heard it mentioned that the book is the new business card. It's absolutely. Um, it's you know, if we think about the value ladder in a business of kind of an entry level product, and then you know something slightly higher than that, and then your main product, which obviously is your you know your, your where you make your main profit. Um, mm -hmm. That book is a is a good entry level because someone obviously reads a book. And it's a bit like a podcast. They mm -hmm. they build that trust. They feel like they get to know you and they can understand your story. So I can see that as a big benefit. Absolutely. The trust. Um, you know, I, was, I was talking to a client earlier this year, actually, who published with us in 2017. And she was telling me that everybody who has a consultation with her, 90% of them have read her book. So they know her, they trust her, they know her process, they know what how she can help them. So they've kind of built all of that relationship with her without her even knowing it. So having you know, something that's a no brainer for people to buy something that's really easy for people to purchase is a great acceleration for that next step as well and people get to know you before you even have to have a conversation with them which is which is fantastic isn't it you know your book is doing the work for you mm. now of course amazon has completely changed the the field when it comes to books yeah. now with um kindle and audiobooks mm -hmm. is there much difference in you know the mindset behind whether you're going to write an actual physical book that's being published or whether you write an ebook like a kindle book the process is exactly the same. Um, when I wrote my last book last year, my sixth one, I went audiobook first. So it's not even available as a print book. It's not available as an ebook yet. I just went audio to get it out really quickly. Um, and it was a bit of an experiment as well. But I do think these days for people writing their first book, having something physical in your hand is just is magic. Because if you're going, if you're doing a speaking engagement, for example, having something that people can download or people can listen to on audio isn't the same as being able to actually enable you to do a book signing for you to hold your book in your hand and I should have one of mine in my hand right now you know because <laughs> there was just something different I think about a physical book but the process to writing any book you know when I wrote my book last year I followed my 10 principles that I teach everybody else 
I followed them to the letter. I modelled exactly what I do, what I tell my clients to do. I just published it slightly differently. Same process, just different outcome. Mm. So can we take a minute and, and look at that process a little bit? So Karen, you've worked with so many people to help them get the mm-hmm. book published. What's your process? If you can just give us a few of the steps so that people listening now just at least have an understanding of the, you know, what it, what does it involve from start to finish? Well, I think the biggest mistake a lot of business owners do is they say, I'm going to write a book. They open up a Word document. They start typing. Um, for me, there are four steps you need to do before you even start to write a book. So the four steps, firstly, starting with the end in mind, which I know is something that's um, that you're used to hearing and obviously used to talking about, Chris. And starting with the end in mind is being really clear about your vision for your book. What do you want it to do for you, for your business, for your brand? What is your goal? What do you want people to do after you've read it? So that is very much starting with the end in mind. And also, who who is the reader? Who is your reader? Because if you try and um, talk to too many people, nobody's going to get your message. So one of the things I say to people is niche, niche, niche. Be really clear on exactly who you want to read the book, what problem you're solving, what new information you're providing, and also what is the journey you're taking your reader on. So that's very much the first step, starting with the end in mind. Um, and then we move on to getting really clear on what you're writing because most business owners have got a huge amount of knowledge in their head. And if they put all of it down on paper, it probably wouldn't make any sense to them or even the ideal reader. So actually being really clear on the subject or even which part of what you talk about is going to be most relevant in this book is really key. Um, The third thing is your secret source. So what makes your book different? Because on any topic, so on book writing, on on wealth, you know, there's, there's a lot that, you know, lot that's been written already so what makes your book different and also looking at competitor books is incredibly important Um, and then fourthly we look at the structure planning the book knowing exactly what order you're going to talk about things in the book and then people can sit down open that word document and start to write but without all of that it's going to be hard it's going to be tough and people will not necessarily get the result that they desire Mm. And I guess for many people who, uh, you know, approach the book writing process just by themselves, which, you know, most of us would, it yeah. can become pretty overwhelming. So do you feel that having some accountability and, and other people around is important as well in this process? Absolutely. You know, one of the reasons people come and work with me is to give them that mentoring support, to be able to pick my brains, to get, I think you just need that other person's point of view because you get so close to your own stuff. Um, I was having a conversation with someone the other the other day, actually, and we were talking about right, um, painting a wall. So for some people, they might go, I'm just going to paint the wall. But we forget all the things we do to prepare for that situation. Like we might need to clear the room first. We might need to, you know, maybe fill in some holes. We might need to sand down the wall before we start. And I think as as authors writing a book, we forget all the stuff we do and a book allows us to strip back the layers of what we do do and actually put it into a book but we when you get so close to your knowledge it's hard to actually see all of the steps you do first before you paint that wall Mm. so that's one of the things I do with clients is help people to really strip it all back so they get to know what they do on a much deeper level which you know as you can imagine has has huge benefits afterwards. Now, do you see any common mistakes or pitfalls of people who are writing a book and uh, any tips for those um, which they can avoid, Karen? Um, yeah, I think I've already, I've already mentioned one is don't, you know, don't start writing without a plan. So please, you know, that's that would be the biggest pitfall. Um, 
people starting and not finishing as well because they get lost, they get stuck with writer's block. Again, that's where a plan can help. And having the accountability and having that, you know, someone holding their hand every step of the way. Um, other mistakes is uh, not marketing the book um, from day one. It's a great opportunity when you start writing to start telling people about, to do some market research, to find out what people think, do a survey, interview people. And actually, you know, for some people who don't have the the finances behind them to to write the book, to potentially publish it, self-funding it as you go is key. So that is one of the things I'd recommend people do is look at how you market your book, how you get it out to more people before you've even published it, which, which for many people can be quite scary. Mm. And do most of the authors that you work with, do they self-publish or do they find publishers? Um, really depends. So you've got kind of the traditional route, the hybrid or the self-publishing route. And um, most of them go down the self-publishing route just because it's the quickest and easiest way of getting out there. You retain your intellectual property. You can use your intellectual property for courses, programs without even, you know, without having to worry about the legal side of things. So for many people, you know, who are using their book as an authority building tool, absolutely self, self-publishing. self I've had some clients go down the traditional route as well and, and some go, go down the partnership route. So there's no right or wrong. Um, it really depends on how quick you want to get it out there. But however people do it, quality is key. Yeah. You know, even if you're going down the self-publishing route, you've, you know, don't compromise quality because this is this is this book is reflecting your brand. It's reflecting your business and it needs to be the best it can be. Mm. Yeah, it's a good point you make there in that, you know, once you've written your book, then it's very easy to turn that into an online course. It's very easy to then, you know, turn that into a training program. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it can be repurposed in so many ways as well. And obviously you can take excerpts from that book and schedule those in social media as posts for, you know, almost the year ahead, right? Um, Turn them into lead magnets to help build your email list. So, um, you know, it it really is the starting point for building almost an ecosystem of IP around your business and your brand. Absolutely. When I wrote your book as a hook back in 2014, uh, one of the things I did is I created a program and I wrote the book, ran the program at the same time. So 2014 was when I was making that um, uh, moving from doing business coaching into the book mentoring arena and I wanted to test out my material I wanted to test out what I was learning my own my own principles for writing a book so I created I did a series of three online webinars which were free I upsold to a six-week program and I ran that that summer so I had people testing out my material um, I was trying it, getting a lot of feedback, testi- testimonials I could use in the book. It funded the book and it funded the publishing. Um, but there's nothing like having a webinar on a Friday to spur you into action to actually write it. You know, if you know you're delivering and I know I knew I knew exactly what I wanted to talk about. But actually having that deadline makes you write it quickly. Mm. Um, and I wrote and published that one in six months. Whereas my first one back in 2009 took me 18 months of hell to go from start to finish. Yeah. Well, as we said earlier, it's it's the benefit of having someone that's already walked that path and has already, you know, learnt what the right things are to do and the things to avoid. I guess, you know, one fear maybe for some people are that they will write this book and then, you know, they're not perhaps, you know, versed in marketing and will anybody buy it? So, um, you know, again, um, learning how to market a book and how to start that process from the beginning is really important as well. 
Yeah, there's kind of three phases to the marketing. There's kind of everything you do pre-launch, which is, you know, talking about it, raising your profile. Um, you know, you might do podcasts, you might do interviews. And then there's the launch phase where you might try and get to Amazon number one. You might have a book launch party. You're looking at the PR. And there's also the longevity. You know, for people who have published a book, you know, think beyond the book a year down the line. What do you want to do from the book? Do you want speaking engagements? How are you going to promote it? It's if you just pop it on Amazon and do nothing with it, it will just drop down the rankings and nothing will happen. So there's really kind of the pre-launch, the launch, the post-launch, and all are incredibly important when it comes to the marketing side of things. And, and just one thing to add is you don't have to do everything. You know, when there are hundreds and hundreds of ways to market a book, just choose the ones that work um, rather than the ones that are going to stress you out or put you outside your comfort zone way too much. Yeah. And again, well, it's where the combination of maybe the joint venture pillar comes in because working with mm -hmm. other people that maybe have a database or uh, a group yeah. and an audience that would be interested in your book is a great way to promote that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. that's that's where podcasts are brilliant because you can you can share really great, you know, great information, but you can also reach more people with your message, which is really what a book is all about. Mm. So is there anything that we haven't covered that you think would be of use for our listeners today, Karen, around this topic? Um, gosh, I think we've all got to start somewhere. And I think, you know, we could, you know, one of the questions you asked me earlier, Chris, was um, was about getting off the starting blocks. And, you know, we've all got to start somewhere. And sometimes we can we can wait forever to be ready. And sometimes you just got to go for it. Imperfect action is better than no action is one of my mantras. And sometimes you just have to, um, we were talking before we, we press record about build, building the plane as you fly it. Sometimes you have to create it, you have to start promoting it before you know what's in it. Um, so it's just about taking action, baby steps towards the ultimate goal. And if you've got a dream to write it, just, just go and do it. Great. Karen, thanks so much for sharing with us today on Wealth Talk. Thank you. Okay, so one of the points there that Karen made was start with the end in mind. And that's, you know, the message that we would say always when it comes to building wealth in any of the pillars, Kevin. Well, it's the seminal quote, isn't it, from Dr. Stephen Covey, begin with the end in mind. And he was an author, sadly no longer with us, but, you know, love his books. And yes, indeed, with wealth, you always must begin with the end in mind. And that's a difficult thing because, you know, it's so easy just to be tempted to rush headlong in in that kind of DIY fashion and not really think it through. So she gave some great tips on thinking it through. And the other wealth building lesson that ties in, Chris, and it's really interesting for me as you listen to experts in different pillars, they don't just give the lessons in their pillar, they give kind of wider wealth lessons. So the other one is solving problems, you know, creating value. That's the same angle, isn't it? And But in this case, solving the problem for this reader, you know, being, being aware of what the problem is you're solving for the reader so that it's not just interesting for them, but they come away with something of value. And in a world where everybody's rated, can you imagine having a rambling book with terrible reviews, you know, then you're no longer proud of that work. It just becomes something you kind of, mm, I wish I'd done it better. And I suppose wealth is a bit like that. Most people get to the later part of their life and they wish they'd done it better, but it's it's too late then. Uh, the other point is structure, isn't it? You know, we've got a structured step-by-step -step way to build wealth in our programs. And she's got a structured step-by-step -step way to help people kind of create the journey from the beginning to the end to get the book 
created and then published and then out into the world where you're creating value in all those other ways, Chris. And I think the final one for me, critical to all of this, is to stand out. You know, the world of books is, you know, whether it's written books or whether it's ebooks or whether it's Audible, Kindle, you name it, the formats are widening. You need to stand out um, because the demand for our time at all times is there's so much out there that can catch our eye. So, you know, what do you stand out? And it's similar, isn't it, with wealth. So if you're building property portfolio, for example, what makes what you do different? How do you stand out for your tenant type? If, uh, if anything that you're doing in wealth building, you need to be outstanding, which means to stand out. And I think that's great lessons from Karen. And um, what was very impressive for me is that, you know, that program that she offers is not just one-to-one mentoring, which is great for those people who can afford to do that and want to do that, but also quite cost-effective for those people who want to take the guidance, all of the lessons that she's created with her six books, but you can tap into group coaching and tap into a way to get it done at the fraction of a cost that most people would pay. And you can get that education, that support, that connection and the how-to for a few hundred pounds, Chris. And I was knocked out by the fact she's trying to make this so accessible. And that's why she resonates with me because in the same way we've made our programs accessible to other people so anybody can build their wealth. She's doing the same with the book. So, you know, I would commend anybody to check Karen out and to let us know if you're interested in being connected to her because we're absolutely planning to have fun uh, with Karen and create some book writing um, experiences uh, of, of our own and take some of our own members because in the end, all of our members get to that point, Chris, don't they? They get wealthy, they create their expertise and they want to turn that expertise into another ROI, which is return on IP. And that's very, very valuable. And, uh, you know, I, I really enjoyed what she had to say. Mm. Well, we actually have a post in our free Facebook community, um, both authors who have posted their books and, and those that are looking to become an author this year. So, um, yeah, the more um, people that we can help on that journey, taking that first step. And it is important to have someone who has the experience. I know from my own uh, you know, journey of writing a book, it really isn't easy. And I sought the um, advice of those that have successfully published before and it really did make a big difference so um, it's good to surround yourself with people that have already been through that and um, there's three sections really you know you've got the planning in advance and you've got the writing of it but then a lot of people forget about the ongoing marketing and promotion and we know from wealth dynamics that for some people you know the book writing itself might be great but it's that how do people actually find out about the book and again this is where perhaps a joint venture with someone who has a community or a group of people that you can uh, you can go to and you can then work with them to promote it as well. Well, that's a great point because the people who do it well, and we've got people in our community who've done it well, they get kind of that bestseller status in inverted commas and that gives them incredible social media pull as well, doesn't it, Chris? And it sort of uh, serves their business in so many ways, not just more books, but gives them greater publicity and greater exposure. So, you know, for those interested, definitely think that IP will be somewhere on your journey. And even if you're not ready for it now, just imagine the time as you take some of the lessons you're learning from 
uh, wealth talk, you begin to create your wealth, whether with our help or not, you will get to a place where you will logically want to create IP, even if it's little books, you know, small e-books or just small guides or anything really, anything that gets you started to put some of your authority in writing um, to be duplicated and and given to others as something free to let them see the quality of your work. You know, any way you want to do that, I think, you know, that's a good, it's definitely a good exercise to to get the gray matter at a time like now when we've all got a little bit more time to start maybe jotting some of these ideas down. Yeah. Well, I remember you said uh, when we did our Facebook Live a, a month or two back, Kevin, that it was actually in one of these troubled times a few hundred years ago when Shakespeare came up with some of his best work, right? Absolutely. Well, that was down to a plague. And um, yeah, we've told that story before. And uh, so there's going to be some good authors coming out of this one too, I hope. And uh, looking forward to seeing if we can help a few people get their name in print. And that's a pretty proud moment, isn't it, Chris? When you kind of publish your book and you've got your name and you can put on your LinkedIn profile or whatever you want to do and say, I'm an author. Very good. Yes. Well, you know, nothing better than actually getting the feedback from those people that have read your book and, and really found it valuable. And, um, you know, we see that amongst our community, many of our um, authors there, um, you know, saying that that's, you know, that's the, the most important thing is being able to help others. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And it's the leverage to do that, isn't it, Chris? So, so that's great. Yeah, good. Oh, well, thanks to our guest again, Karen Williams today. And um, Kevin, we'll catch up again on next episode of Wealth Talk. Till next time, Chris. See ya. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Don't forget that we are constantly updating our resources inside the Wealth Builders membership site to help you create, build and protect your wealth. Head over to wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership right now for free access. That's wealthbuilders.co.uk slash membership.